what? I got a fever. You give me fever, fever in the morning. Fever all through the night Okay folks, welcome to episode 68 of the Dynasty Fever podcast the kevin mawai episode uh, hey one of them you heard of one of them right yeah uh all pro center for the jets um back kind of like the last era that i really watched or, or paid attention uh to the jets was that vinnie testaverde wayne Krabet, uh jumbo elliott uh kevin mawai um era yeah uh here, Brian Ford, my co-host Jesse Schneeman, as we uh, are the fluffer for Jesse's other podcast. Jesse, how you doing? I'm amazing. I um, mean, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. We had Brian on our podcast on Sunday night, and uh, he made that joke. And Mike had Mike literally had to Google it. My co-host to Google what a fluffer was. I figured, yeah. Good times, good times. They're but not. You know, uh, they're not talking about fluffers in church, so yeah. no. They're not, not in the tabernacle. It's you know just you a, and me tonight. Yeah, we. Yeah, you know it's the room is empty. There's no guests. We're not. We're getting a break from talking about rookies. Like what? What is this? Yeah, there's stuff. There's stuff going on. It's actual news. I mean, we had to wait till day, day three to get running backs. What the fuck is that? Oh, kind of says something. What if? What if that same line is going to be? For the draft too, we had to wait till day three to get a running back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's only really two guys we know are going day day one or day two, right? I mean, maybe three. I mean, if you, I mean, Charb seems to be pretty guaranteed at the moment, but you never know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, at least third round, you know. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. Have? So, so please subscribe, yeah. rate, and review. And if you haven't guessed, we're talking about free agents. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? What's happened? It feels like there's a lot going on. Are we going to go by position? I don't know. You know, I, I kind of clustered things together as far as, like, stories that relate to each other on the show mm -hmm. sheet. We could go by position group. I don't know. Um, do you want to start with uh, our, our our friend from the darkness retreat? Get him out of the way? or? Well, yeah. I do, but I, actually, before that, I have some breaking news. Do I have some? Well, by the time people listen, it ain't breaking, but go ahead. Bears to sign QB PJ Walker. Oh, hold on. We have to stop <laughs> recording. I have to go adjust my rankings. I have to go buy and sell PJ Walker shares. Uh, Fields is in trouble. This, this clearly indicates a fields trade is coming. Yes, right. Um, yeah, so let's start with the with the, I mean, the guy we love to hate, Aaron Rodgers, right? So I mean, he says okay, on Saturday that, hey, I'll let you know there's a timeline to all of this after all, and then lets us know on Wednesday that on Friday, before he even said that, he had already decided. So it looks like it's just a matter of uh, crossing T's and dot and I's with a deal to the Jets, uh, along with Alan Lazard. Um, and who knows, maybe Mercedes Lewis and uh, Randall Cobb and 
you know, um, Donald Rogers, yeah, personal ball washer, uh, you know, uh, like uh, from coming to America or whatever, right? Like the royal penis washer or whatever that was, right? So here we are. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really do much for me as far as like ranking Rogers or expecting much out of him in 2023. Doesn't really do much for me for as far as Lazard or Garrett Wilson or, I mean, you probably have a, a, a you know, a good, a better floor probably for, for, you know, Brees Hall, the tight ends, Michael Carter, um, you figure the offense moves better. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I just, I, I kind of hate the guy so much. I haven't given it much thought. Yeah. I don't think it, I, I think it does raise his stock a little. Um, I think it absolutely raises Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, everybody else's stock quite a bit. If you saw, they had the worst quarterback situation in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the numbers bear this out, but I would bet that they do. That they they statistically had the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, the worst quarterback play. Well, I guess what I mean is, like, I already have Garrett Wilson, wide receiver seven. I already have Brees Hall, RB two. Where are they going from there? You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, I just I do think it's going to help their. It is going to help their value. You know, yeah, just, I can see that. Yeah. You know, I was hoping just for car, you know, just a car level addition to the Jets to me would have really, really raised uh, all of their stock. Is it, you know, if, if if you did all of that with the worst quarterback play in the NFL, then just average means you're a superstar, you know, or a star, right? And if you get Aaron Rodgers, we'll see how motivated he is. You know, the reports were that he came in fat and out of shape and wasn't really ready to play, and Packers were sick of it. If you listen to him, well, I guess he says he's not a victim with some big old air quotes. Hey, that means he's a, that means he's calling himself a victim. That that was, I mean, that he's full on LeBron at this point. Yes, you know, he, yeah. he pulled the decision yeah. uh, podcast, and now he's bringing all his buddies with him. He's trying to create a dream team, but. <laughs> With Alan Lazard and o- o- smell back home. I mean, it's, it's it's sad. It's a little sad. He's really, really deluded, self-centered. He he just refers to himself a million times in a row, uh, contradicts himself like in every sentence. It, it's really it's it was really hard for me to watch. Well, you said a car level or average QB play, right? Are you even getting much more than that with Rodgers? Maybe. I mean, I looked at the splits last year, like before and after the broken thumb, mm-hmm. and like really, the biggest difference was just the win loss record. A lot of the stats were pretty much the same. So people trying to make an excuse that he was playing with a broken thumb last year, mm-hmm. like get the fuck out of here, you know. But um, I don't know, you know, he's my QB twenty four. Kind of didn't move him. It was like okay, all right. 24. You're still, you're still throwing a Lazard, right? You know, (laughs) I mean, if he's, if he's my QB too, I I better be really loaded at every other position of X. Yeah. 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 I'd like him as a QB three. If I get him cheap, you know, if we get him for a late second, I guess, but I I wouldn't do that until in season. I would say, yeah, no, I, I definitely, for sure. I would say that as almost a general rule, a lot of these guys, who sign kind of automatically have like a built-in buzzy value spike to sell for the most part. You know, yeah. it's the, it's that, it's that they just hit the headlines buzz. Right. I mean, in your sleeper leagues, how many, how many guys 
put people on the block in the last couple of days who signed just because, oh, yeah. signed, you know what I mean? Right. You know, with no real appreciable material difference in their, in their situation. Right. Like, sure. I, I sold Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't look. I didn't put him on the block. Somebody approached me and I mean, I got Friar Muth in a second in a super flex. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. It's a rebuild, so I don't I didn't need a quarterback, you know. I didn't need, need a quarterback to come back to me. Do you want to talk about Carr next? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I don't see an upgrade to his situation as far as weapons on the surface. I don't think it's an upgrade. Um, you know, how can you do better than Devontae Adams? But and they did have a great connection, but word is he was not a good fit in the offense right from the start. He didn't like it. He didn't mm-hmm. adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a little pouty about it. And McDaniels didn't really see him as the quarterback he wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's a better fit in uh, New Orleans. I don't know. I don't I don't really know enough about the X's and O's to see to know if he's a better fit there or not. I do know that he's got some borderline elite weapons that could emerge as elite weapons. Um, I think this, for at least for 2023, probably – um, again, you know, how, how much more hope could you have for Alave? But cause he was already, you know, like you said, near elite, but I think it helps him. I think you feel a little safer about any Kamara shares you have suspension and all that aside. Um, although Jamal Williams will probably vulture some TDs. We'll get to that. Um, They're always going to have another guy though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Juwan Johnson, you know, I mean, I, he was kind of already arrow up and maybe a little overvalued, but you know, that, that probably, that probably helps helps him. Rashid Shahid's kind of the same story. Arrow up a little overvalued. Probably helps him. Um, if, yeah, I mean, straight up, if you if you straight up trade Dalton for Carr, then the the sort of a gross mess that they were last year comes into focus a little. As as a probably an average to slightly above average NFL offense with the with the. Uh, with the potential to be much better than that, you know, if this was Sean Payton with these pieces, yeah, that's the that's the issue. I'd be excited. Yeah. yeah. What Get do you make of of Michael Thomas restructures his contract? He's staying with the Saints after we thought for a long time he was he was gone. I don't know. You know, I mean, if if it's only only what twenty nine thirty, huh? I don't know. He looked, he looked like Michael Thomas last year before yet another injury, so. You know, what do I think about Michael Thomas? Same thing I think about Rashad Penny. Yeah. Explosive athletes could be elite. Doubtful that they'll play more than, you know, five, six games. Jamal Williams to the Saints. Um, what do you think of the implications there? It kind of takes over as the Mark Ingram there that yeah. that we all thought Abram Smith could be. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, I don't know, like, he, he is what he is. Um, he's probably in some circles a little overrated, but probably in some circles a little underrated. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people are going to scream touchdown regression. Obviously, you have 17 touchdowns mm-hmm. and like 14 of them are from one yard away. Like how often is is that going to happen? But, um, you know, I don't know that it really I mean, I, I'm into him. I'm into him. I, I think I'm, I, I think I like him a little because I think. I raised him up, I think, because I was probably a little too low on him because I, I thought, OK, he's going to get out the door uh, from the cult of Dan Campbell and nobody's going to care about him anymore. But I kind of like this situation. And, um, you know, 
Uh, I think he, I think he, he come, he turn, turns in, turns from a guy who last year toward the end of the season, I was like, please give me a, a late second, a couple thirds, you know, if I wasn't contending to now, if I am contending, someone I'm trying to buy. But yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, Dan Campbell is not the only coach in the NFL that likes rah, rah, you know, big heart leader types. So it's not surprising to me that he found a, a role. He's going to be a, an RB2 for the first six games of this season, right? Isn't that what we think Kamara is going to get suspended for? Seems to be the going, uh, yeah. yeah, the going theory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I guess it depends on what the, what the invest, investigation shows. I don't know if there's really, any, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know if there's any uh, validity to his claim that it was self defense or, you know, he really did just assault someone. Um, either way, it, I mean, if it could be more than six games, mm-hmm. you know, what if it's 10 and if it's Jamal Williams, just the running back that whole time might be a bummer come playoffs, but it'll help you get there. I just, what are you buying them for? Well, I think, I think today it's probably not a good time to buy them. Just like, it's not a good time to buy any running back in March, but you know, I think as you as you're finally settling on what your roster is looking like at the end of the, at the end of the season, I think he's somebody I'd be interested in. Uh, like I said, you know, probably a, a, a late second, you know, uh, could get it done an expected late second, um, maybe a third and uh, a wide receiver that somebody needs, something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Better, better. Really, be really depends on on who you're, who the person who who has him is what their team is and what they think of Jamal Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about uh, Gabe Davis? I'll give you Gabe Davis for him. Yeah, I thought I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Renfro and a third. I'm a little worried about Renfro now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> a little worried about Renfro now. Yeah. He's got um, some companies. Should we talk about the Raiders? Or am I am I skipping? No, I mean we could go a million different ways. Like it's choose your own adventure. We could go from Jamal Williams to now what's up on the Lions with Montgomery and Swift, or we could go, you know, to the, you know, uh, to another running back. You know, we could go to uh, since now he's on the Saints. Dalton went to Carolina. Carolina, whatever you want to do. Well, let's it. go to the Raiders, and that'll okay. lead us to the Patriots. Okay, what's up? All right, so the Raiders traded Waller right for a third to to the Giants and then well first they signed Jacoby and Myers both of them mm-hmm. and then they're on your side Jacoby and Myers you know that that's right? right that's right I just confused probably three quarters of our audience if you're not mm-hmm. from New York or New Jersey you probably don't get that they were lawyers back in I don't they're probably still around so yeah I mean they signed Jacoby Myers it, it was obvious that there was uh, too many players there Right, so they traded Waller. What do you think of the move? Well, you know, you have McDaniel's getting a crony, which okay, right? But I think it's kind of I'm Myers has always been undervalued, but now I'm looking at like okay, in New England, he was in some sense the wide receiver one there whatever that got you in the new England offense for a, a quarterback 
who really fit his game. Um, and now he's behind a target hog in Devontae Adams mm. um, with Renfro for the time being still there. Um, and a similar ish quarterback. Like, I don't know. I think it's kind of a downgrade for Myers. Am I wrong? So that's the other move that the Raiders made was to sign Jimmy G. Uh, yeah, similar-ish quarterback. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a downgrade for him because he's, I mean, it's, it's real hard to predict volume for him at this point. He's at best the second option. But why, well, really, at best in the offense, the third option because they're going to run the ball with Jacobs and they're going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. And then after that, it's, he's cleaning, he's, fighting for scraps with, with Renfro and Moreau and whoever the hell else. Mm-hmm. They don't still oh, have that. Moreau's a free agent. Do they um, – yeah. you think they, they sign him? They rely on uh, maybe drafting somebody? What do you think happens there? Yeah, they may they may just go into the draft. There's a ton of tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, um, that works out. yeah Moreau didn't actually look real good while Waller was out. So I'm not sure he impressed them. Um, but, you know, fighting for scraps. Is Mac Hollins still there? He's a free agent. Yeah, they, they a, might they might draft somebody uh, a wide receiver too. Um, so, um, am I nuts? Um, there's an out in the Jimmy G contract after this year. Therefore, they're still in on a rookie quarterback, Richardson at seven or Hendon Hooker at thirty nine. Sure, I don't think. I- I'm starting to not think Anthony Richards going to wait till less till seven. It's what if what do they, what do they think of Levis? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I Hooker at thirty nine would be very interesting. You know, I don't know. You know, these these coaches like McDaniel's. You know, they basically think that they can just take any any quarterback. And my offense is so cool, and I'm going to you know just plug them in. So I don't know that like. I'm thinking, like, is this person a good fit for McDaniel's offense? Richardson probably isn't, but no. um, but you know, I would I would think that you know, Coach Ego says that they could pretty much shape anybody, just plug them into this West Coast offense, and they'll be fine. Yeah, he might get he might get infatuated with Levis's tools. Who knows? I don't. It's so far he's made a lot of questionable moves, so it's it's real hard to predict. So another piece of this is Waller getting traded to the Giants. What do we think about the the fantasy implications of that? I like it a lot. You know, he's the type of player that I think will help Danny Dimes. He can get open. Uh, he can get open downfield. He's not really, you know, he's not the – before Galladay turned into a complete turd, you know, uh, poop emoji – living poop emoji. <laughs> he still had chemistry problems with dimes because he's not a separator and, and he's the type of player that you have to trust, throw it up. It'll, it'll go get it. Mm-hmm. Waller at least um, separates at, at, <clears throat> against safeties and linebackers and mm-hmm. players that are matched up on. So I, I do think it's a good fit. Uh, I don't know Mike how long is left on his contract. So what are we thinking of our Bellinger shares? Oh, hold for sure. 
yeah, I don't I don't think Waller's a long-term answer there. They might just be trying to upgrade and, and give Bellinger some time to develop. Yeah, and teams do run two tight end sets these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I think it's a good fit. I think it definitely helps the Giants. Chad, my co-host on War Games, loves it mm-hmm. as a Giants fan. I would, I would think so, yeah. Um, so uh, Jimmy G, though, um, as far as – Jimmy G versus Carr for a guy like Devontae Adams. Devontae eight, he's pretty much quarterback proof. Any yeah. any um anything to the idea that oh well, you know, um Jimmy G's uh knows the offense and is better built for it, so it's a slight upgrade for Devontae Adams or no, I, if anything, I think it's a little downgrade for Devontae Adams. He had such a great year. Um, with such great chemistry with Carr and you know hyper targeted, I it would take a lot for it for that to happen again. I would say Jimmy G, knowing the offense, probably spreads it around a little more. Mm. Okay, I a little more. That. You know, I don't. I don't, you know, by no means am I predicting a tank for Devontae Adams because of quarterback change. I just maybe slight regression. Um. Renfro hold or get a third while you can. I'd hold him. He's a, he's got enough talent that I, the cream always rises to the top kind of thing. So even if he's not there, I, I think he'll catch on somewhere. But actually I see him as a really good fit for McDaniel's offense. And he's Wes Welker. True. True enough. Um, okay. Uh, Myers, former team, the Patriots finally give Juju a longer than one term, longer than one year, uh, long-term ish, three years, uh, contract Patriots. I think I've been crying in my Cheerios for years over this one year. This is, I don't know if this is spicy or not, but. I kind of see Myers as more reliable for a quarterback like Mac. And Juju might have a little more ceiling, but I think it's kind of a downgrade for, for Mac Jones. Comma, but we have a new we have a new offensive coordinator who could be good for everybody. Yeah, this made me realize that I like Jacoby Myers more than I thought I did. Yeah, you know, I, always always been undervalued. He's like the Kirk Cousins of wide receivers. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I thought about it in in terms of is Juju a, like immediately I thought, oh yeah, Juju, that's good, that's a good signing for them. Fits Mac Holland, what Max Hollins does, reliable guy, veteran. But wait a minute, isn't he kind of Jacoby Myers, but not as good? Yeah, because he can't get open on all three levels like Myers can. He can get open in two levels. But Juju's not getting open deep. And Myers, while he's not fast or speed guy, does know how to get open on deep routes. He's a good separator, runs really good routes. Um, You know, especially for somebody as as raw as he was coming in. He's a much better player than Juju. And I I didn't realize that until I sat down and thought about it one-to-one. I just had never before. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good opportunity to sell some Juju. Yeah, I didn't know. Didn't know if that was an indictment on Juju or if, uh, or if that's really just praise for Jacoby Myers. 
I sold Juju for an average of a first round pick everywhere last season. Mm. So I don't mm. I don't think Patriots are an upgrade to the Chiefs landing spot. If you still have Juju, your window's smaller. True. But it depends. So is the person you're trading with are they thinking it's Chiefs to Patriots? Or it's I didn't know the other day it's question mark uncertainty to patriots you know now he has a landing spot he's got three years he's got a good running game uh he's got a new oc you know he's got Matt collins instead of mahomes that if you it's pretty short-sighted if you're thinking of it that way i mean could you catch some some of your league mates off guard maybe it's worth a try yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I meant by like taking advantage of the buzz in general. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be somebody who thinks, "Oh, Patriots have been thirsting for you know a good wide receiver, and you know mm-hmm. Juju's flashier, so he's better than Jacoby Myers." And 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 you know you might be able to you might be able to cash in. So you just reminded me. I, I want to get off on a little tangent. We won't let it take too long. But I don't know what a thirst trap is. Can you explain um, that to me? Yeah. Uh, I'm old too, but so like, <laughs> so like if I take like a sexy picture and put it on Instagram, right. That's kind of like a thirst trap. Like I'm, I'm getting eyeballs simply because like people are, you know, thirsty for my hotness. Does that make sense? If it's you, no, but yes, I got it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I, I guess, but what are they, are they trying to trap people into being like um, weird or gross? So, or? I, you know, again, I'm old, right? So the I thought the way that I thought is that like you're using the sexiness to get eyeballs just so you can get like likes and engagement and uh, I don't know, maybe click on the link in my bio for my essential oils or something, but um, gotcha. uh, a sexually suggestive selfie posted on social media in order to fish for compliments or arouse sexual thirst or la- arouse thirst, AKA sexual lust. Yeah. So gotcha. Okay. According to the Wiktionary. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. So it's not the random weird girls that send me Facebook invites. No, that's different. No. Okay. Yeah. Those ones you, you reply to, you open up any links or files that they send you. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Except their invitation to um, have dinner with their family in Russia. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. But you got to pay first. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I just get, I get the weirdest, like just text messages out of nowhere. Like, Hey, how you doing? Does this work? Does this really work? You know. Oh, I, I tell you that what's sophisticated more and more now are, are the emails. Like I, I get every day now I get an email from um, quote unquote FedEx or UPS mm-hmm. saying that my package is delayed. Click here. Yeah. And it's just a little fuzzy and not quite right. A lot but of people almost, are, are shutting down my Amazon and Netflix accounts several times a week, apparently, too, according uh, to my text messages. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, I get those, too. I'm not allowed to use um, 
Amazon. Anyway. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, I yeah. still cannot get in. Yeah. I tried to create a new account; they won't let. You're just a you're a bad person. Yeah, I am. I mean, if Amazon won't sell to you, like literally the greediest corporation in the country, like, I don't know. You must be a bad person. (laughs) I must be, man. I mean, I'm worse than Jeff Bezos. He looks like a penis with ears. I don't have a very good segue from penis to ears, penis with ears to anything that I want to talk about on the show sheet. I do. Dan Campbell. Is, is a dick? Is that? Is that? Dan Campbell is a penis with ears. Absolutely. Okay. Jesus Christ, dude. Can you just goddamn give DeAndre Swift the carries that he deserves? Just right as a human being. So um, please mark this date, um, March 15th, 2023. My little Swifter heart. This is not so much a reaction to Monty greater than sign Jamal Williams, because I think in some ways that's not even true. But it's a reaction to the reality that I have been late and slow to come to terms with DeAndre Swift. Same. I do think, and maybe this is my bias because I love him so much, there's a case to be made that, well, at this point, wait till he's a free agent, see if he gets a, a better situation, right? Because I think he's, yeah, he's a, he's a free agent after this year, and I guess they could do the fifth year thing, right? But, wait, man, I don't know. He didn't, go the first, he didn't go in the first round. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was he was early second, right? Okay. So yeah. So he's a free agent after after this year. I, I can't wait. I don't expect him to come back, right? But I think it's also important that we note that when he goes to a new team, there is more ceiling, upside, optimism, but in context, right? Like he's not. A workhorse. I don't know that anybody mm. ever thought he was. He's not a workhorse. No, but he deserves more than he touches a game. He does. He does. And I'm just, I'm just saying, know what you're buying, right? If you're buying low for, you know, the free agency later, know what you're buying. Um, you know, I was just reading something actually before we, before we hopped on. Uh, and the person was, you know, sort of pointing out that, um. Swift was making some sort of, you know, like questionable decisions um, and kind of like wasn't wasn't reliable to, to, you know, to make the right cuts and do do the design play the way it was supposed to. And that limited uh, his touches, whereas Williams, they could just kind of rely on it, you know. And so, um, you know, I just kind of kind of know kind of know what you're getting right he's explosive and can be efficient with his touches as far as like you know yards per or whatever but just know what you're getting i don't know like is that a is not to go off on a tangent we've talked about rookies for fucking three months already but is that a cautionary tale for jameer gibbs yeah oh absolutely i was just thinking about that so team and scheme specific as cosell always says 
in his safe chaos. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, man. What if DeAndre Swift is a free agent next year and goes to the Chiefs? You know, mm-hmm. Get, I mean, with what they did with Jarek McKinnon, mm-hmm. goddamn. You know that could just be to the moon. And mm-hmm. really, I don't think I would ever find out on any of my teams because I'd have to trade him because he'd be worth so much with that landing spot, right? So I think, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, but then again. You never know, right? Like because some of these some of these coaches, the way they use running backs these days, I don't know. Like Pacheco will still be under contract. Um, Edwards Hilaire, who knows his contract will be out by then. I don't think they're going to give him the fifth year. Um, yeah, he was a first rounder. Like, Same year. I, I, and I don't know, right? Like um, you could see him being what, one of I, like ninety five running backs that the Chiefs use, and none of them really being all that attractive. I, I just made up my mind. I'm going, I'm going to find my free James Brown t-shirt and I'm going to cross out James Brown and write it DeAndre Swift. Free James Brown? Yeah. You remember that? When he was in jail for tax evasion? Wasn't he in jail for beating somebody up? Like a woman? James oh, Brown? I, I thought it was tax evasion. Mm. That's why maybe, people want to know. Maybe he uh, was in jail for tax evasion, but he also did do the other thing I oh know. he definitely was a horrible horrible person and it wasn't just women that he treated terribly he was he was just very very just a, an awful person do half an atom <laughs> yeah another old people reference <laughs> yeah 1981 saturday Night live reference right there so monty gets a a, a pretty good offensive line <laughs> um, yeah I mean, it's a you know, it's a really nice boost for Monty. To be honest, I think he's gonna, you know, he'll get a little more receiving work than than Williams did, but I don't, I don't think it's gonna necessarily really have too much of an effect on on Swift. Like, like I said at the beginning of all this, my Swifter heart breaking is just late. Um, it just like, means the same thing that happened last year could absolutely happen again. Yeah, yeah, and you probably know, and probably will. You're gonna you're gonna see like. To the level it was happening at the end of the year, though, was ridiculous. I mean, I I wanted to go drop my garbage in Dan Campbell's front yard. I mean, really, it's probably the offensive coordinator, but whatever. But maybe they're kind of right about him, you know? Like, I don't know. He needs just he needs more carries than what he he needs more touches than what he was getting. Plain and simple, guy's electric. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, so, but I think essentially he's going to get about ten touches a game again, and I don't know that. I think I think you know this is one of those situations where I don't know that Williams and Montgomery and their effect on Swift, as much as Williams and Montgomery are slightly different players, I don't think their effect on Swift is all that different. Um, I think, I think you know what you're going to see here is you know less of like. I don't know, whoever, like fucking Justin Jackson and Craig Reynolds or whoever, right? Um, And so all that to say, maybe take advantage of some panic sell on Swift. I I threw out a few buy low offers, nothing insulting, uh, buy low offers. Didn't get any bites. I think people are kind of too smart, really, at this point. What, 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 11? Would you take 111? If I offered that, would I take one eleven for Swift? Yeah, this is probably roughly 
the area you could get. I mean, that's probably that's probably fair. I mean, he's probably he's probably worth like between I don't know one eleven, but probably closer to like two oh four. Yeah, and so and so, yeah, yeah. I I would I would take that. I would take that and immediately try to trade it because I don't like who's who's in the who's on the draft board at one eleven. But but yeah no yeah I, I would I think I would, I think I would take that because let's say our dream scenario happens and he goes from you know ten touches a game to 15, 18 touches a game but he's doing so on his second contract and he's older and you know like are you getting much more than one eleven for him then I don't know you know it's kind of a whole lot of kind of like wishing hoping and thinking and praying. Um, so if you can get that now, yeah, I don't know that you can. Yeah. I was roughly, I think, offering like, you know, the equivalent of like, like two late seconds and not getting much, not much. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think because I think people are just like, yeah, I might as well hold. I might as well hold, yeah, yeah. That there's no upside to that trade. Um. Let's see. Uh, connected to that is, let's see. Speaking of Monty to the Lions, uh, his old team, the Bears, uh, make a big Trump. old trade with the Panthers. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, uh, and so uh, they get DJ Moore. Um, okay. A lot of people are ready to say, Best quarterback DJ Moore's ever had. Um, best receiver Justin Fields has ever had. Match made in heaven. There are some, wow. there are there is some truth to that in the sense that in particular, Justin Fields does pretty well on intermediate passes. And DJ Moore, that's where he thrives, is in the is in the intermediate. So it's a good match that way. But you have to count on Fields continuing to develop as a passer, one, and two, the Bears throwing the ball more to to really, you know, say that, oh, this is this is a really good upgrade for both. You know, in other words, the people who are saying it's like hurts AJB or Josh Allen Diggs, like slow the fuck down. Sub suboptimal landing spot for sure. There are for DJ Moore. If if he was a if he was going to be on the move, there are much much better places I'd like to see him go. But I guess it's better than the Panthers. I'm trying to think of a better quarterback than I mean I than Field Baker Mayfield. I guess not the way he played with the Panthers. You Sam Donald was like the best quarterback DJ Moore ever had for like the first five weeks of 2021. <laughs> Was Cam, that, was Cam Newton that bad by the time? Uh, I'm trying to remember how they overlapped. Um, I, I think he had one good year with Cam. I, if, if people are saying that, though, then they've likely looked into it. Maybe I'm wrong. I, um, it seems like semantics, though, to me. So he's played with a bunch of shitty quarterbacks. Well, that's what's always held him back and why he's always been in and out of my lineups. He's not ever been a player that I can just – plug in and and rely on he's dj moore if you take away the name the hope that we've had for him the athleticism right he's a career wide receiver too 
they yeah, grow on they, they grow on trees. Yeah, I I can't tell you how many times I've benched him in middles of years because I didn't trust him. Oh, you but know, he's he, entering, but he's entering his prime, Jesse. Up zeros and ones and shit, man. I can't handle it. It's only he's only about to be twenty six. Okay, Jesse. look, I love DJ Moore, but he's you know he's Terry McLaurin's the same thing. It, when are these guys going to actually produce as top fifteen receivers? I've you know, you just you don't really see it. I think DJ Moore did have one season like that, but man, like I said, he, I I can't help but bench him in the middle of the year when he takes a zero. You know, and it's just yeah. not trending up. So, I was um, roasted for uh, saying that a trade that went down in a league that I'm in, where one team sent DJ Moore in a third. And got Christian Watson. I said it was kind of a steal. Um, I I would much prefer the the, the Watson side. I think that I think they took oh, advantage really? of people being drunk on the trade, and and they got and they got they got Watson. And um, why do you like Watson I got some pushback on that. What's that? Why do you like Watson better than Moore? So. First of all, I think it, it, simplistically, I just think there's a higher ceiling there. You know, I just think he's an athletic, he's an athletic freak. And we've kind of already seen what DJ Moore is. We know that, right? You know, um, we think there's room to grow for Christian Watson. And as much as like, and I'm not even talking about like TDs, right? I'm talking about when you look at targets per route run and um, yards per route run and, and things like that, like when you, when you look at, you know, numbers and compare and, and, you know, do comparisons for him, he compares favorably, right? He's, he's one of, I mean, not that this is like the one stat to hang your hat on, but um, you know, if the person I argued with on YouTube is listening now, I was wrong in our argument. Uh, and this person pointed out that, um, he's one of, I don't think, I think maybe eight receivers in the history of the NFL or whatever to have four top 10 wide receiver finishes in a, in their rookie season. And he did it in like what, eight, nine games, right? Like there's a there there. And I think there's more there there than um, basically the acquisition cost to go from a receiver who's like we just said is a definition of a career wide receiver too, to a receiver who people would probably give you the 108, 109 for the acquisition cost was a third and he's a few years younger. So did Christian Watson get a huge downgrade at quarterback? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not a huge love believer, but he, he from all accounts has improved. And I don't know that he's a downgrade at all, let alone a big one from 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers who was struggling in 2022. Like, no, I don't – I just don't – I just this. I mean, I, I think it's just simplistic. Just Also, I think, you know, when we're making bets in, in, in Dynasty, there, there's, a, there's a line where we have to make the bet on the player profile and the talent. 
right? Mm -hmm. Situation isn't meaningless, right? But you want players like Christian Watson on your roster, period, you know? Um, And just make that bet, right? Mm -hmm. And then... And then go from there, right? Um, right on. Yeah, I've never been a huge believer in Christian Watson because of how raw he is and how much he has, you know, how much of a leap he has to take. But I have I have a decent amount of shares because of what can happen if he actually does take that. Leap. I'm encouraged by the fact that he's already produced earlier than you and I thought. Yeah, absolutely. I am too. I am too. If he hadn't, I mean, if he hadn't produced in that way, I'd be just so out on him, right? But he's definitely shown flashes of being that number one guy. Um, he also could be Jace Claypool. Sure. You know? I mean, I, I think Chase Claypool was at this exact point after his rookie year, you know? And then he had the exact same year his sophomore year without the touchdowns. And his value went through the floor and never come back. So before we move on to Claypool, because he's kind of affected by all this. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're in a, we're in a situation where we mix the bets we make in dynasty. Right. And sometimes you have to make a decision not based on, and this is me as Mr. Risk averse kind of evolving and changing. Sometimes you have to make the bet not on which losing outcome will hurt you more, but what, what winning outcome will benefit you most, right? Yeah. If you're, if I, I've come around to the idea that being risk averse as often as I am will get you middling outcomes mm. because when it, you got to take a few swings because you're either rewarded with a championship or you things fall through the the floor and you get 101 either way it's a reward so right. you know go for it but what about claypool and mooney is it one of these situations now where like uh oh dj moore is in town forget it um or is it one of these situations where he you know attracts the defense's attention quote unquote but also mitigated by low volume. Yeah, I mean, you also have Komet and obviously a Russian quarterback. So, whoa, 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 a thousand islands quarterback. <laughs> hey, <laughs> see what I did before there? Before we started recording, call back to uh, before we started recording. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it. it it doesn't hurt Mooney because everyone knows that or everyone knew that they were going to add some kind of wide receiver, right? What hurt, what could hurt Mooney is if they add another high profile wide receiver in the draft, because that would signal they don't believe in him. Yeah. Well, and I guess Claypool as well. I mean, I guess I've sort of given up on him. I, I don't know. I think he's going to be a, matchup dependent kind of player and most of the times you most of the time you're not going to hear a whole lot out of him yeah if, if you can get five for 60 out of him it might be a good day mm -hmm. except for when he catches the touchdown here and there but yeah i don't expect a lot out of claypool i just traded him for a third mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah i think in a in a different universe 
Claypool, I don't know, maybe had a, a better psychological experience in Pittsburgh or, you know, was it different between the ears and the next landing spot wasn't Chicago in, a, in an alternate universe. We might like having Claypool and see that there's upside right now. He's in like, he's in like my wide receiver, like 55 or something like that. And it's just like, you know, who knows? Right. Mm. All right. So staying on the dominoes with um, the bears and Panthers, do you want to move to the exciting signings of uh, Andy Dalton and Hayden Hurst to the, (laughs) or do you want to pivot to Sam Darnold to the 49ers? Well, no, let's stay with the Panthers because you forgot a big one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had him down here when we were doing the when we were doing Penny and the Eagles. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so also Miles Sanders. Yeah. Four years, 25 million, slightly more than Monty, top of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, depressing to say that for running backs. I mean, I still six million dollars every year. So still twenty-five million dollars. These kids aren't gonna start. But I actually like what they're doing. They're trying to put some weapons in place early for whatever quarterback that they bring in. I don't know. I guess I'm going to assume that that's Richardson or Stroud. I don't know. Whichever quarterback it is. Let's say Stroud. That's kind of the consensus, right? Okay. I've heard both recently. So Mm. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They're trying to put some weapons around him. They're trying to make – take. Take the load off of him early, right? Um, they're also talking to Adam Thielen. They had him in for a visit. Um, I like the Hayden Hurst signing. I like the the Miles Sanders signing. I don't think either one of them are elite players, but they're nice bridge weapons, and they don't have to go out and spend draft capital, which they have very little of. Um, you know, to draft weapons, maybe they can fortify their offensive line instead. So with Hurst, um, even before they signed him, when Reich became coach of the Panthers. And one of the things I saw on Twitter was don't be surprised if the Panthers get more out of their tight end position this year with Reich there as the coach, it's going to be a focus. I can see that. Absolutely. So, you know, Hearst wasn't a big, was in a better offense than we expect Panthers to be last year with the Bengals, but was a small player in that offense. But put up a nice year. Now he, yeah, he's on your yeah. bench that you can start. Now he's probably a bigger fish in what remains a smaller pond for the moment. Um, pretty lateral as far as like value, um, uh, for Hurst Sanders, though. Let me ask you this the narrative is he's back with Reich, he's back with Deuce Staley. Um, they know how oh, to use him. Staley? Yeah, I think he's the running yeah. backs coach now in, in, um, in uh in Carolina, I'm almost positive. Um, the Lions let him go. It's weird. Um, so are you buying that maybe there's a slight bump for Miles Sanders? Sure, because they know how to use him. I mean, the the per- the perception might be there, but you know, I don't see how it could be. Well, it could be better. Any any situation can be better than the last. Situations aren't static. Everything changes so much from year to year. But it doesn't seem like going from the Eagles rushing offense and that offensive line to the Panthers is an upgrade. But, I mean, he'll still be the man. 
You know, he's still definitely a startable, you know, high end RB two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't shift much as far as he goes in. No, in I don't shift. Yeah. yeah, I think. And, I mean, there, he also lost a lot in Philly because the quarterback ran so much. So yeah, you know, lost a lot of touchdowns that way. I think he's kind of limited in what he can do, but, um, but will do that well. You know yeah. what he can and, see. He's yeah. Yes, elite. that's the yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But interestingly enough, I've heard that, um, you know, as the NFL evolves and everybody sees these like, you know, spread out zone defenses, that now people are going back to the power run game and to more gap over zone. Oh. You know. hmm. So. You know, maybe valuing a runner that can just like just boom. I see a gap, boom, I hit yeah. it. I mean, that is what he is. Yeah. If you, can, like, if you can create a clear hole for him, for him, he's he can definitely explode through it. Um. So we have to think Foreman's gone. Um. Do we? Nah, I mean, if you're them, wouldn't you instead of spending money on twenty-six-year-old Dante Foreman? You still have Chuba and Blackshear in tow. Oh yeah. You wouldn't you just, if you were gonna add a back, which I think they probably will, maybe do it with some, you know, round four or five capital. Yeah, I absolutely forgot about Chuba. So mm-hmm. I mean they they are gonna need to use their all of their picks to fortify their their offensive line and their defense. You know, I think that's what they're signaling. I don't know, but since since trading DJ Moore, I think they also maybe have to focus a little bit more on pass catchers, right? So let's well, talk. Yeah. About, let's talk about what's left. I mean, people are like, oh, TMJ and and Chenault. Oh, you know, you know, Shy Smith. You know, they're finally gonna get targets, and it's like, I don't know. Don't be so sure. They might sign somebody. They might draft somebody. Yeah. You know, like. Well, I mean, I do expect the Ellen to go there. Hold your horses. Well, yeah, he yeah he did visit with them. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think that'd probably be a good fit for everybody, you know, reliable yeah. veteran for the rookie quarterback. So, but they signed okay. Andy Dalton. Does that now mean that thought experiment that, as you said, maybe Richardson is in play because now they have somebody who can bridge, even if it's a bridge for whatever, eight weeks, you know, um, and let a guy sit for it. So they don't necessarily, they're not, I don't want to say locked in, but, they have insurance where if they take somebody who's not a start day one quarterback, who I don't think Richardson is as much as I love him, um, is that more in play now that they signed Dalton? I don't think it's more in play. There are plenty of Andy Dalton's out there that, you know, could have gotten any. They could have waited to sign to sign a quarterback like Gardner Minshew still out there. You know, they could have signed a, another quarterback at that level. I don't. I don't think that Andy Dalton's enough of a talent to say, okay, yeah, maybe they're going to bridge. He's more of a backup to me. I don't know that he's enough of a talent, but he's enough of a veteran, veteran manager. Brother. Like, yeah. I, like, is Minshew the talent that could bridge? Like. Uh, no, yeah. no, not I, at all. I was saying they're, I, they're they're about equal level talent. You know, I feel a lot safer with 
if someone said you can have Dalton or Minshew for six weeks or eight weeks while quarterback X carries the clipboard and learns, I'm taking Andy Dalton. Gross. I don't either. I mean, if it like there are just that's not part of the game, Jesse. You have two choices. Well, I mean, what about Teddy B? Is he signed? He's a free agent now. Yeah. Yeah, But I'm saying or, uh, you know, I guess I guess Brissett already signed. Where did he sign? Commanders. Commanders. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Competition. Is that insurance? Because they're giving the job to Howell or is it competition for Howell? It's insur- it's a little of both. You know, Ron Rivera is definitely old school. He definitely wants to give his guy some competition. But, yeah, it's a fallback plan. Do, do you feel worse about Howell than you did yesterday? No, because of Jacoby Brissett. No. I feel better, actually. Because that, if that's all that they brought in, then cool. That means, shit, I should have been buying Sam Howell. What, but what else were they going to bring in? Like, I don't know. <laughs> There are a lot of quarterbacks out there. They could have brought in Jimmy G. They could have brought in Mm, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, I guess. I don't know. Theoretically. Yeah. Carson Wentz is still a free agent. I mean, oops. I mean, it does kind of sound like, you know, Hal is going to get a crack at it. But, you know, I I would not be surprised if week one, Jacoby Brissett starting for the commanders. Hmm. That would surprise me. I think they want to find out what they have with this kid. And Ron Rivera doesn't seem worried about his job, to be honest. Guy does whatever the fuck he wants. Um, do ha, ha, Does either of them, Howell or Brissett, being the quarterback, change the way we look at the value or production of Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson? Well, I think the – I, I think – Brissett being there makes me feel a little better, a little safer. I I really thought, I mean, you know what I thought about bringing Wentz in. I knew it was going to be a disaster. And yeah. Heineke is a bit of a wild card as well from game to game. You don't really know what you're going to get. He's fun, but he's yeah. very limited. So Brissett's, Brissett's an NFL quarterback. I, I would say he's probably like the, 29th or 30th best quarterback in the NFL, Mm. you know, which is a, which is a starter. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it makes me feel a little better. And, and for different reasons than I guess some of the, some of the guys around him, he doesn't make a lot of horrible mistakes, but he keeps the offense moving. So it it makes me feel like at least they won't be stuck in the mud on a constant basis. And he showed that he could support one good wide receiver in Amari Cooper. Speaking of Heineke, uh, good sign for Ritter that it's only Heineke insurance. Oh That's yeah, bad sign because they could yank him and go with somebody who's proven that he can start some games. I think it's a good sign. I mean, it's really there's there's not much lower that he could have gone, you know, other than keeping Mariota. I guess. I mean, as far as what's out like Gardner or Dalton, but Heineke's not much better than that level. Does that make the, does that do you think they're out on a rookie now? And they're just, you know, if they're gonna get a rookie, it's gonna be Caleb Williams next year. Or yeah. Drake May or whatever. Feels that way. Mm-hmm. So Ritter, we feel safe about. Um, going back to the Eagles, Rashad Penny. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I love it. I mean, <laughs> the more I thought about it yesterday, the more I hated it. 
<laughs> but that's because I thought it might preclude them from drafting a running back. I really want them to draft a running back this year. Stop piecemealing it together. There are a million running backs. Go get a guy in the fourth. I you know, think actually, I don't think we have a fourth, but go ahead and get a guy. When I look at the penny signing, that tells me personally we're still in on a rookie. But we've got some insurance if we well, if we don't. Right. But they signed they also signed run uh Boston Scott back. Right. So we can go to war with Penny, Scott, Gainwell, and you know, the ghost of Trey Sherman and Trace Trey Sermon and Kennedy Brooks, um, and still be okay. But Kennedy Brooks isn't on the practice squad anymore. What's that? I don't think Kennedy Brooks is even on the practice squad anymore. Like <laughs> right. But yeah, I just they they have not shown that they're gonna carry more than three backs. And they haven't done it under Sirianni. So So you think they're done? You you think they're not getting a rookie? Uh, it's it's what I thought right away. <clears throat> but they could draft a rookie and you know let the low man get cut. Boston Scott's deal is only two million. It's not I don't believe it's fully guaranteed it's two million a year for two years. Kenneth so Boston Walker. could get cut, especially if this rookie can play special teams. Kenneth Walker gonna get a, gonna get company. What do you mean? By way of uh, the draft or whoever's oh, left? Oh, because Penny had Homer left. I mean, nobody has, Dallas can catch some passes, but like, you know. yeah, no, no team has one running back. So yeah, obviously, right? Get somebody in. Hopefully, so, hopefully it's it's. I mean, I'd like for them, I'd like to see them bring in a hammer, but that could hurt, um, you know, goal line touches for Walker. Mm-hmm. The poster boys are still out there. Who? Singletary and Harris. Yeah. Remember we said they're the poster boys for the wild ride. Nobody's safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're still, they're still available. <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, so scream hunt. Yeah, that's kind of surprising to me. I was kind of wrong about like you know an NFL team will take him cheap because he can catch passes and be a spot starter. I don't know. I thought he, I thought he'd kind of find a home by now. But I thought he was right up Miami's alley. But can we pivot to what they did? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Really gross. Really, really freaking gross. So, sign Rashad Penny. One million, one year, two million, two years, four million, something like that, and then also sign um, Jeff Wilson. Back. I'm talking about you mean you mean Raheem Mostert? What did I say? Penny. Yeah. Oh, I'm so so sorry. both Wilson and Mostert resign yeah, with the re-signed. Dolphins. They went from like nobody on the roster to they they resign Salvin Ahmed, they resign Raheem Mostert, and they resign Jeff Wilson and Miles Gaskin. Oh, they resign him. Yes, and I didn't see the Sylvan Ahmed thing. That just annoys the living shit out of me. None of them is making enough money to preclude them from drafting a running sure, back. I, I, yeah, yeah. But, but I they're think, not going to. We've been I, waiting for them to do that for years. They're not going to do it. They're just going to keep it together with these assholes. I think what that tells us is, you know, they have the luxury to not do it. They have the luxury to... Um, to spend lower capital on one that we might have wanted them to, like I don't know, I think they have a pick in the early fifties. Maybe we wanted them to spend it on Charb, right? But um, 
you know, maybe they get maybe they get a pass catcher like Deuce Vaughn to mix it in. You know, the thing is, like, I doubt it. I, not, I honestly think they're going to get players for Vangio to play with. Not only they're, they're, does does the does the NFL not care about our fantasy teams, right? We can't count on GMs and coaches to make rational decisions. Correct. Right. So no, I, I honestly, I don't think they're going to do much on offense in the draft. I think, you know, they don't they don't have a first, and then they're going to spend the rest on defense. They they lost the starting corner. Um, like I said, they brought in Fangio, so they're going to definitely want to want to bring in players that fit his scheme. And they haven't been doing it in free agency. Well, actually, actually, they have brought in a few defensive players, but I just I I don't really see them adding another back. I really don't. Hmm. I, maybe I can see them taking a tight end because a, a tight end that fits their system. Oh, yeah. But I yeah, but they, I, they are going to do that. I do know that they they the, the team for whatever reason loves Durham Smythe, you know, and. Yeah, um, Hunter Long was a was a Brian Flores pick. Uh, they both had uh, BC, you know, Boston College, and um, and Flores was just like, I love the way this guy plays. He's tough. He's smart. He's he's gone now. So um, not that he was much of a threat to anybody. Oh yeah, traded to the Rams. Yeah, in the uh, Jalen Ramsey deal. Oh, they got Jalen Ramsey. I forgot about that. <laughs> right. Um, Defense so- doesn't. <laughs> no, defense and offensive line don't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, <laughs> so it, from the annals of we want Miami to draft running backs, right? Um, they traded Jay Ajayi in 2018, right? Since mm. then, they have drafted Kalen Balage in round four, Chandler Cox and Miles Gaskin in round seven, Malcolm Perry in round seven, Jared Dokes in round seven, Salvin Ahmed UDFA. They have also rostered in those years Patrick Laird, Zach Zenner, Matt Mark Walton, Salvin Ahmed, Matt Breida, Jordan Howard, Dwayne Washington, Malcolm Brown, Duke Johnson, somebody named Scarlett, Joshua Scarlett, I think was the first name. Chase Edmonds, and then of course now Wilson and and most. That was just the bottom. This is the bottom of the running back market. Man, some of those some of those players never played for any other teams. Miami, no. like I remember that dude. Wilson, or, or, uh, it's just yeah, it's just but the, good news for your son probably. because he gets a running game and he gets his fifth year picked up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Tualipa is elite, right? He's he got elite accuracy. He's a perfect fit in his offense, and he's elite weapons. So he's elite. He took jujitsu. He knows how to fall now. No more concussion problems. We're good. I think whatever whatever dip in his ADP and value, I think is now going to start to creep back up because what the what the Dolphins told us is we believe into it. Or we yeah. believe in him at least enough to, to pick up his fifth year. Right. Um, he's he's their starter for the next two years, guaranteed. Yeah. And they have a competent backup now in Mike White, right? Sure. So too bad for my Skylar Thompson shares. Uh, and, uh, and as much as we don't like 
Wilson and Mostert because we've been thirsting for uh, for running backs to go to Miami. It's the same competent running game of guys who know the system that he had last year. Oh, so, so is that why I saw Jeff Wilson in his underwear earlier? Yes, probably. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's just the websites that you're on. So, um, so if you take Jeff Wilson and uh, Mostert's contract and add them together, they're Monty, right? So they are spending number one running back money. It's just between two guys. Yeah, Mostert does one type of run. Jeff Wilson does another type of run. Yep. You know, and together they make a Voltron of one running back, you know? Yeah, it's like Walmart peanut butter and orange marmalade sandwich. Nah, because even then that doesn't... I mean, you'll eat it, but it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Darnold to the 49ers. Just for kicks and giggles, because what the heck? Why not have another quarterback that's you know, a marginal starter on on the 49ers roster. So I'm kind of perplexed about what this signals to us uh, and what action we can take on any of the three quarterbacks. It signals that Brock Purdy's elbow is not going to be ready. And everyone else. That was my first thought. Should shut the fuck up about goddamn Brock Purdy already. Thank you, Michael Scott Gift. Thank you. God, enough I mean, with this already. Enough with I, nuts. Just they didn't spend all of that on Lance to not find out. I will say this. I will say this. As much as we know that coaches have ego and they spent, you know, such and such capital on him. You know, I think I think teams also look at it as, well, you know, sunken cost is in a lot of cases, like a fallacy that you shouldn't operate on. And if we know that as bad as Purdy is, we can plug him into this team and the team will carry him, you know, at least they did for six weeks or so, then maybe we pivot and trade Lance and get something for him. People who operate... Whereas we wouldn't get the same trade back, trade value back, if we traded Purdy, for example. Yeah. So people who who believe this kind of theory have never worked in a corporate environment. They don't know what it means to have a boss that knows that you're replaceable and doesn't really care about you as much as the quarterback. Be honest with you. Um, you at, no matter who the coach is and who the coach's father is, you, he still has to go into the owner's office and say, well, you know, sunken cost theory, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but two years ago, you sat here and told me this about this player and how we need to spend this and this and this. Well, I, I don't understand why now you're calling it a sunken cost. I think maybe you're the sunken cost, right? Doesn't that sound like what a boss might say? Especially you never, if you're an owner of a multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar corporation. Listen, you're I, the, I, when, honestly, when I, I listen, hold on. I second. don't think, I don't think, oops, I messed up is okay. You can't just sit there and say that to him. You have to start links to keep your job. Maybe not know, to keep your job, but to keep your credibility. You know, we, maybe, as we maybe, don't, we can't count on rationality. Right. And also when, when I say X happened, that means, you know, 
such and such player is probably going to get fed more targets. You tell me we can't be in, in the offensive coordinator's minds. We don't know what they're thinking. And, you know, if, if the defense knew, they just jumped that route. If, if the, you know, so what the hell do we know? We're not inside corporate boardrooms. What the fuck do we know what's going on? Whether somebody says, you told me that two years ago, start Lance or you lose your job, or whether they're like, yo, we have to deal with what's going on today. And today we can get a couple picks for Lance that we couldn't get for Purdy. We know Purdy's marginally. And, but by the way, I hate Purdy. Purdy's marginally. I'm just making devil's advocate. Purdy's marginally good enough to have the team carry him where he's a game manager. Oh, so now you're telling me marginally good enough is good enough to win me a Super Bowl? It wasn't last year. Almost did. Well, almost. This isn't horseshoes or grand, hand grenades, my friend. I'm sorry, my former friend. But we, if we got this close with Purdy last year, no reason that we can't this year. Yeah, there's every reason in the world we can't. Every season is different. Well, right? sure. So you're telling me that the last pick in the draft is our savior because he's no. a game manager and he's good enough. I don't no. want good enough. What I I'm want telling you, to be elite. What I'm Do telling you is enough. what I'm telling you is the same huge ego that I have that you think is going to make me start Lance to save face is the ego that says I can plug anybody into this motherfucking offense. Cause I'm Kyle motherfucking Shanahan. So yeah. Purdy is just a pawn for me. I'm winning the Super Bowl, not the quarterback. Okay. I, I'm just telling you, everybody's got a boss. Every coach answers to someone. That's all. You know, I, and, and also that I think it's, it's ridiculous with that roster to go out to go to battle with Brock Purdy. And also, they're telling you with the Sam Darnold signing that he's not going to be ready. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? He's probably not going to be ready. It's probably a six month recovery at, you know, at best. So we're talking like September, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And that's for him to start throwing probably. Yeah. 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 All right. So not too, too much left on the sheet to talk about. Um, Zeke got cut. Yeah. Talking to Tampon Bay. Um, Sorry. (laughs) I don't know why I called him that. It just comes out every time. Hey, you listen. You you saw what that kind of stuff produced yesterday. So <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's, uh... But just think of a bay with anyway. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, you live in Jersey. It's not that hard to imagine. I'm sure you've seen it. We got the needles washing up on the shore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen one floating in Jersey. Anyway. Um, Baker Mayfield and Zeke, I guess, is what they're going for. That's grasping at straws. Now that's a coach trying to keep his job, right there. I mean, what else can you do though? They they can't. They haven't. But the coach, to- but the coach no. isn't signing Baker Mayfield and 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 Zeke. That's a team refusing to blow it up because they they put so much in place for Brady, and now Brady's gone. It's like, well, we try to try to try to have to win now, don't we? Yeah, right, and. I mean, the coach inherited that team. He doesn't want to blow it up either, right? He wants to go out and try to win a Super Bowl too. So, yeah, sure he signed off on both of those moves. Just, I'm sure he said, "Well, let's go get Lamar Jackson," and they just left him. So, so let's talk about the quarterbacks first, right? Um, Baker Mayfield, uh, 
insurance or competition, Kyle Trask? Competition, I think. Whereas we said the other couple guys were insurance. I think this is more of a straightforward competition with Kyle Trask than it is insurance. Is it? I hadn't even considered that. I mean, it's only a one-year, $8.5 million deal. Well, it's competition for this year. Yeah, I'm saying for for Baker, that's not – they're not paying him much. So if they needed the bench him, it's not like they'd be – Right, if they needed to bench him. But what I'm saying is the where I think it's easier to say, okay, Heineke's insurance, so and so, I forget the other person that we said is, you know, uh, Brissett is insurance. I think, I think Trask is compared to Mayfield. I think are are even enough where we're saying that it's competition. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize people saw Kyle Trask like that. Figured that they, he was, you know, went the way of Skylar Thompson or whatever. He no, only only from, he impressed anyone. Well, he's a he's a he's a second round pick, and what you keep hearing, and again, this is what you keep hearing, narrative narrative, is that the team loves him and wants to see what they what they have, but that they wanted to bring in veteran competition. Okay, okay, I didn't realize that. I I, I hadn't read that. So okay, cool. I. I I, I thought it was really great for my one Baker Mayfield chair that I bought out of desperation last season. I think it's good because the alternative was very definitely sitting behind Matt Stafford or packing groceries. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think it's fine. Right. I mean, yeah, when I saw that, a, yeah, when I saw a quarterback list team had interest, I was very excited. Yeah. So then, so now let's ripple effect Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad White, et cetera. There's something with Baker still, you know. I haven't given up on him completely. I've given. I don't up. think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. But he looked pretty good at last year when he came into the Rams. I I think with an off a full off season with a team which he hasn't really had, um, that be, maybe believes in him, maybe supports him. He's got some good weapons. The okay, kind of a mess. Let's say I don't give up on on Baker per se. What does this do to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's value, though? Blech. Or at least our expectations. Blech. Right? Like losing Blech. Brady. I mean, like, we were, they, lo- they lost Brady, right? And the question was, Blech. who's it going to be? Then the answer was, well, maybe it's Kyle Trask, and the team likes him. But it's still a question mark. And now the answer is, is either Trask or Baker. So we now have our answer to question mark. Mm-hmm. And the answer is ugly. Aren't these the best weapons that Baker's ever played with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in a stable environment where they may support him, like I said, the offensive line isn't great, but maybe. Check, is he smart maybe enough to is he smart enough to check down to Rashad White enough? Is he does he have the arm to get the ball to Mike Evans on the on the boundary outside the numbers? Like I like really does, does he have the head and the feet like like what what are we doing here you know i mean well okay so, so what so do you think so it looks like it for zeke so far it's either tampa or we don't know yet right so um you know i think zeke going into all this was like you know we knew that that something was going to happen that somebody was going to be there whether it was pollard staying 
or whether it was somebody else coming in if Pollard left or that he was going to leave Dallas, right? I think going into it, he was starting to become a value where like he's hit a, a dip so, so bad that now he's, he's kind of a, a value. Now I think it's more of like a, like a, no, don't even try to buy it value now. Like, I don't even know really, right? Like, because the payoff in Tampa could could be okay, right? If the offensive line is healthy and, and improves, right? It, it, like, you know, is he all that much different from Fournette? Like, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fournette was, Fournette looked like one of the worst running backs in the league last year. He looked really, really bad. They both looked toasted at the end of last year. Um, I guess I didn't watch much Zeke at the end of the, I mean, he looked, yeah, he looked definitely slower Zeke, but he's still a power back. He can still lower his head. Fournette didn't even seem to want to do that. Um, Tony Pollard got the franchise tag. Um, the, the team likes Malik Davis. Uh, Zeke Elliott loves Malik Davis for what it's worth, even though he's leaving. Um, I think with Zeke out, it now becomes which by the way, I was surprised about. I have to say, like, I'm wrong. I I on on several podcasts I've said if Jerry Jones wasn't a bigot on both fronts, he'd marry Ezekiel Elliott. So there's no way it's Zeke who's gonna be the one who leaves. Huh? And and here we are, right? But anyway, um I mean, I also thought he was gonna draft Johnny Manziel and he didn't. With with Zeke out, looks like a pretty good landing spot for a rookie running back if all you're competing with is Malik Davis at this point. How long is... I thought Pollard was expected to be healthy by camp. Am I wrong about that? I'm not saying... I'm, but, 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 I mean... Oh, you mean as a backup? Or as, as, a, as a 1B. Like, Pollard can mm-hmm. be a 1A, but he can be a 1A where a good percentage of the touches have to be in space receiving you, you yeah. know what i mean like yeah it's going to be very interesting to see i don't want pollard grounding and pounding in between the tackles right. 20 times a game right it's be so, interesting to see what it looks like you know they've they've really watered down their their weapons with i mean zeke, zeke leaving and now schultz leaving and i mean they're gonna have to draft something they're gonna have to draft a running back and a wide receiver right well they didn't bring they didn't bring in a wide receiver again let's 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 say they um, sign either, ironically enough, Fournette uh, or Kareem Hunt or Damian Harris, mitigating the need to draft somebody so then they can then spend that capital on a receiver or a tight end. Yeah, reasonable. Whereas, because there's still depth of free agent running backs left where there really isn't in receiver. Like so if the, a, the Giants are talking to Chark and Hardman at the moment, right? OBJ is OBJ. Thielen Panthers. There's, there's this, we're talking about Paris Campbell, Richie James, Nelson Aguilar. Like, Paris Campbell's sneaky. Oh yeah. Sneaky oh, he's a, he's he's kind of a buy. I think. I think he's going to yeah. have a market. I just I I wanted to see where he landed first, um, but but I think I think he's a buy at the moment. Because I, I I think it's the acquisition cost is is low enough where you're not getting burned 
Um, he's 25. Good. Man, he's, and he's really Matt Ryan peppered him with targets in the slot when yeah. they were both healthy and, and on the field together. Like he's a buy. I'm, I'm interested yeah, to see I'd where he him. goes. I'd love to see him on the Eagles. Jesus Christ. Would that be good? You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Every, every tape that Lejeune does on a slot guy, he talks about him going to the Eagles <laughs> and says like, we've been, we've been waiting for a slot receiver for how many years now? Something like that. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice to have a good plot. It really would. Yeah. You know, chain mover. But I'm so, um, I'm starting to I'm starting to and we're gonna go back to rookies for a second. I'm starting sure. to starting to get a little fixated with the idea of the Eagles trading down from 10 and taking a pass rusher and then t- trading up from 30 and taking Bijan. God, I want Bijan on this offense so bad. How, how good would that be? They're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it, but I want it to happen. What they what they told us by signing Scott and Rashad and Rashad Penny is yeah. we're going to plug in a few running backs and everything's fine. And you know, like it, if we spend draft capital on a rookie, it's going to be like a I fifth think. rounder, right? Yeah. You know? I, 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 I go back and forth. At this point, I don't think they're going to yeah. draft a run. So, um, Michael Gallup. I think is kind of a buy as long as we're talking about receivers uh-huh. value dip by the dip second year off ACL uh, Noah Brown gone um, TBD. If they draft somebody right now, Tolbert would have to take a step forward to be too much of an annoyance. No Schultz at the moment. Things are looking pretty good for Gallup as a buy. Managing expectations and, and of course, at a low price, but I think Gallup might be a buy. By default. So. Yeah. If you can get him cheap, if you get him for a third. Oh, you're not going to be able to get him for a third. Really? It's gross. I would never pay more than that. For... See, I never really liked him anyway. And his, his value has never been more than a second. And you're I guess, still going to be a second after this. No, I didn't say years? that. I, I, but I, I think it might be residue because I, I was a guy who liked him, but I don't know. Um, I've never been a Gallup guy, but after this many years of disappointing, he, yeah. his value has to have dropped into the third round. Samaje so P. Ryan to the Broncos. That's a buy. Thank you. That's a buy. Yeah, and you know what it says for Javante, right? Unless they're planning on drafting a back. Let's go. You know what I mean? If that's the only guy they're bringing in to compete with him, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but, of course, it also says that Tyler Beatty is safe. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think what you're going to see is is, is um, if Javante's not ready, Piran is more than capable of being, you know, the, um, I want to say spot starter, but temporary starter. He's, yeah. a well, he's a well-rounded back at a low cost. You know, go see if you can get you some P Ryan, especially if you're competing, but probably wait maybe till a little later uh, in the off season. Uh, Austin Eckler given permission to seek a trade. Is there a there there or probably not going to find somebody to trade with and they're just doing it to seem like they're, I don't know. No, it's the same reason that Dalvin and Mixon haven't gone anywhere. And, you know, same reason the Eagles cut Darius Slay after giving him permission to seek a trade. That's yeah. he wants another contract. He's a free agent after this year. Uh, 
great. That's awesome. I want a contract too. It's not out there. Nobody's going to trade for a running back right now. It's ridiculous. Alexander Madison, speaking of Dalvin Cook, re-signs with the Vikings. Um, you think that's a question of like, well, the market wasn't all that good. Might as well go back to what's familiar. I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, he, he signed. Or does that mean they're going to trade Dalvin? Nah, I don't think so. Trade? No, nobody's going to trade for him. Like nobody's going to trade for Eckler. I don't know. People were saying, you know, there's a, you know, there's a Dalvin trade happening soon, but it, really, I mean, you know, there was, there was rumors. There's always rumors that, you know, they got offers and they're talking to the dolphins and yada, yada, but you know, who knows? Right? If that happens and it makes our <laughs> entire podcast nullified, then Hey, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but I, it seems to be top of the market backup money, you know, yeah. it's a premium backup contract. I think it was seven and a half million or 8 million. For two and years it really it really to me like it, it this this two dominoes for for me because one i was really hoping he would get like a a 1a at least or something like that somewhere mm. um and also that would have surprised me a lot if that happened also because i had faith that the team wouldn't bother resigning the backup giving him backup money i was really bullish on ty chandler uh, and now I'm now I'm not. You know what I mean? Like not Kenny and Gogway, and Gongway. Either and one. Gogway. Pick your poison. I'm, I was I was a Chandler guy, but um, I've been holding, I've been holding Ken A shares, hoping that Dalvin would leave at some point. But now you know. Now who knows, right? So I don't know. There's really not much else to talk about. Robert Woods to the Texans kind of signals that Cooks is. Oh yeah, uh, why is it that happened? It's weird, right? Cause it's starting to get crowded over over in in Houston. I mean, if they don't trade Cooks, they've got Cooks, Mechie. If he comes back, which we we hear he 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 might, um, yeah. but he's he's on schedule. You've got Hopefully. Robert Woods who can run block well. You've got uh, Nico Collins. You've got uh, Amari Rogers who did kind of okay when he was you know on the team last year. Did he? Um, and people were injured. Yeah, he had a couple good DFS games. Absolutely. Um, huh, they, signed, they signed Noah Brown. Like, starting to get a little crowded there. People huh. are already saying that they're going to take, I don't know, JSN or Addison at, at 12. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They do have a lot of weird, gross names. But I don't know. So, I, to me, when I saw that signing, I was like, oh, that means they're definitely trading Cooks. But like you said, hasn't happened. Yeah, I guess they just want too much. Do you think Robert Woods is a little – I mean, he he tweeted just the word free when, 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 he, uh, when he was cut, and now he's signed with the Texans. Does he have any new life for you at all with the Texans? With, uh, no. I don't know, fresh start, change of scenery, Bryce Young, uh, Damian Pierce running game to support, uh, like – any interest there? No. Nah. I mean, last year he was injured and had Tannehill and Malik Willis throwing him the ball. Like, is what Robert Woods a buy? No. No. It, at his age, once he got that ACL, I assumed his career was, you know, pretty much over. And he'd have to show me. I'd be really surprised if he reemerged. At, at this point, it just usually doesn't happen. I'm not saying to his former self. 
but to what then? I mean, he was only a wide receiver too. Something much better than the zero factor he was last year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. To me, he's more of a roster clogger than anything. I am starting to get a little nervous about my Nikos. I got a lot of Nico. A little Nico. Speaking of blockbuster Texans moves, um, they signed Mike Boone. The backup. Yeah. I've been cutting that guy. I didn't think he'd find a job. He's like 28. You know what I mean? Also, um, to complicate those of us who are fond of Davis Mills, they signed Case Keenum, who's a a good a good backup. Uh, you know, uh, to two years, six point five million. Um, I don't know. Like, does that mean Mills is on his way out? Does that mean Mills is now the QB three? Like, um, couple more pieces of of business. Sorry. Well, we... the, the blockbuster John who deal and J Rob to the Patriots is kind of, I think all I have left on the, on the show sheet. Um, um, the Bengals just signed Orlando Brown jr. Oh, that's good. That's good news. Yeah. Yeah. That is good news. That's, that's a, that's an elite right tackle to protect um, Burrow. And also um, we haven't touched on uh, what the Broncos did to shore up what one of their biggest weaknesses last year. They signed Mike McGlinchey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive linemen don't exist. They signed two really good offensive linemen. No, I know. Actually, it's funny funny enough. In the last episode of Dynasty Saturday Night Five, I told folks, pay attention to offensive linemen as much as it's not sexy and they don't count for fantasy. they're They're the guys blocking for the running backs we love and, you know, protecting our quarterbacks who pass to our receivers and tight ends. So, yeah. Definitely something to pay attention to. Um, J-Rob to the Patriots, I think that kind of signals that Damian Harris's days are over. I don't know that it really has much of an effect on Ramondre. Perhaps if you thought with Damian Harris gone that it was Pierre Strong, you know, as backup time. Uh, You know, maybe that complicates things. Oh, here's a nugget. Here's a deep Brian nugget for you. Josh Oliver signing to the Vikings is good for Charlie Kolar. True or false? True, but not in a fantasy football sense. Ah, come on. I mean, they're blocking tight ends. Josh Oliver, Josh Oliver going to the Vikings is good for either or Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison. Or I'm sorry, Dalvin Cook and or Alexander Madison. He's a um, hell of a Probably the best uh, blocking. Narrative alert. Um, Johnu Smith, the only person who got anything out of him was Arthur Smith. So wheels up. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say this. Like, Snort. not not that they asked Pitts to block a whole lot. They asked him to block more than we wanted them to, and now I think they don't have to. So right. that's yeah. a good sign. That, yeah, that is a positive. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I just have one personal um, note. Um, earlier today, I had one of my best lines, maybe my entire life, 
when the Eagles cut Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I threw on a group chat. Slay it isn't so. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah. Guess what? It isn't so. Slay's coming back to Philly, baby. Oh, okay. Interesting. He just tweeted he's running it back with Philly. And that Josiah Anderson reported that the Eagles were having a hard time cutting him, letting him go. They really didn't want to do it, and they're working to find a way to keep him. So he wasn't actually officially even cut yet, so it looks like a restructure is probably going to happen. I need some restructuring to my entire life. Greg Dortch <laughs> resigns with the uh, Cardinals. Greg Dortch, no? Oh. Not do anything for you? Oh. Rondell Moore is good enough to get to get hurt for a few games every year. So, you know, yeah. buy some Greg Dortch. <laughs> what is DeAndre? Uh, um, um, Hopkins. What is D Hop getting traded? Yeah, well, you was, know, it's there. It's, people that's, said that was pretty much a, a fate accompli uh, the other a couple weeks ago, right? And now, who knows, right? Yeah, they're not going to keep them. So, so I, ahead, I have I'm one sorry. other question for you: mm-hmm. Are there any wide receivers that are free agents next year that could um, pop up as trade candidates this offseason, like with AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill? Oh, because those, um, I, those, I, I those happened looked. around the draft, and it was like boom, boom, boom. You know, <laughs> I haven't looked. Yeah. Maybe that's something we can research for next week. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so a couple things. Uh, who's left on the board still? A lot of names still left on the board. Wentz, Mariota, Matt Ryan, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew. Technically, Zeke, Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt, Fournette, Singletary, Damian Harris, Foreman and some other running backs. Uh, Thielen, Chark, OBJ, Cobb, Hardman, Paris Campbell, Gesicki. Interesting. Yeah, when is he going to sign? And Dalton Schultz, as well as your buddy Irv, uh, Moreau, Tunyon, Parham, Tunyon. Rodgers isn't asking for Tunyon. Uh, Donald Parham, Austin Hooper, Jordan Akins. So definitely some names that are still out there. Uh, anything anything you want to note about any of those guys? Yeah, I thought Mariota had signed, but no, I guess not. So, yeah, I guess there's a lot of notable names out there still. So, a lot of fun to have. Um, a lot of teams still looking for weapons. Um, surprised that Gesicki and Schultz haven't signed. The, uh, the rumor was Schultz was getting the bag from Houston. Mm. And I don't know what held that up. And, you know, I... RIP'd Brevin Jordan. Maybe that was a little too early. I don't know. Well, what held that up was, you know, 19,000 tight ends that are in there to be drafted first or second round, according to Daniel Jeremiah. Hmm. Right on. So um, we talked a, a lot, you know, about what we thought the effect was going to be on the team, whether it was a good or a better situation. We talked a little bit about buys and sells and things like that. Any sort of, okay, I want to be early as a mover based on what's happened any moves you're looking to make off anything on the list here that we haven't talked about or that you feel really strongly about like i don't know like buy sanders or something there's nothing i feel really strongly about um this time of year you're just gonna be careful what veterans you buy um make sure that they're really worth what you're paying Mm -hmm. um but yeah 
I kind of like Miko and Shark right now. Mm. If you can get them for less than a second. Um, good speculative buys. I I think that's fair. I think a third and a fourth is really fair for both of those guys. Oh, for sure. I mean, you could uh, listen. I, I for whatever reason, mentally, like if you gave me two fifths, I drive Nicole Hardman to your house. Like that's how much I. Uh, we're not in any leagues together anymore. What about him? I said we're not in any leagues together anymore. Damn it! I want to buy him from you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It is because all my league. All my leagues do, uh, you know, uh, draft seating by uh, order of finish, you know, by by best record or by worst record, yeah. not by max points for. That's why we're not leagues. Yep. <laughs> I, I try to I try to play the right way, and you don't. Um, I have I'm joining a partner league. Did you want to draft with me in that? Did you want to be my partner in a league? Are you serious? No, <laughs> at all. I think both of us would be horrible at that. <laughs> Actually, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know that we would be. So I, you, you I am. Because, I'm terrible at sharing a team. I, I, I was whatever. terrible. At I lasted 10 rounds into a startup. But also, yeah. I think part of that was I was with a complete stranger. And we were just yeah. randomly assigned. And we just had very different takes on everything. I think you and I would struggle with the control issue. But I think we could talk it out better what's ha- yeah yeah sure but what's happened to me in the past is that i end up deferring too much and i don't take the stand enough and then i end up only taking a stand on players i mildly like a little bit and well okay. I end up missing on them and i just it's it, it just has never worked i really i defer too much and so- then i'll chip in with a really bad move or two what you need to do then is, <laughs> is draft with a beta male like me who would probably defer too much to you. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. Right. Like that's, that's what you got to do. You know? Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm, you know, I, I like the, the idea of trying to um, take it, let's say take advantage, but capitalize on um, perceived values and, panics and things like that and narratives you know like we said at the top of the show or, or maybe it was before we were recording or whatever um people are going to be more nervous about swift with montgomery there than they were with williams and i don't think there's much reason to do that so yeah, i that's... think so i think swift you know is a buy now the thing is if you're if you're in a league with a lot of sharp folks they know what you're doing Right when you swoop in with a with a buy low, not insulting, but with a buy low offer, they know what you're doing. So you know, uh, just doesn't hurt. You know, doesn't hurt to try. Um, you know, I think uh, maybe grabbing some of the some of the guys who don't have a job. Unfortunately, a lot of them are running backs, and who the hell wants to buy jobless running backs in March? But um, I think after the the three day frenzy, and now we're in the new league year. You might have somebody sitting on a on a on a I don't know a Damian Harris or a Kareem Hunt, and they're like, "Shit, this guy didn't get a job. I'm not contending. Get this mother off my team." Mm. You know, maybe you can do that. Um, you know, uh, just it, it's about like anticipating and and trying to be ahead of things, really. And um, you know, uh, I think I think Penny is in a better situation than some people think. Um, 
you know, as I said at, at the top of the show, there's always that little spike with like new team buzz, mm-hmm. you know, but if you wait a few days, you know, the reality of Rashad Penny will, you know, be healthy for six to eight games will set in for people and you still might be able to get them. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of guys on this show sheet here who I think are still undervalued even after all this. Um, Jacoby. I would think one of the lessons. Yeah. One of the lessons to take away though, is um, I've really been doing much less speculating. In fact, next to no speculating this off season, you know, I've, I've done it the past two seasons with Juju and other players and made profits. Chark was one of them last year, made a profit on him, bought him for around a third and sold him for around a second. Um, I'm not, I'm doing a lot less than that this year because this draft is so deep. Yeah. And I, I really think that the NFL sees it that way and and are going to draft over a lot of these guys. So where, whereas you, you could have had Damian Harris or Devin Singletary for a song. You probably still can. I don't want them. Yeah. Anybody's fine at whatever, you know, everybody's acquirable at the right cost, but mm-hmm. you know, unless it's a fourth, because there are third round running backs. I like better than those guys. There are third round tight ends. I like a lot better than those guys. If Cedric Tillman goes in the third round, I want him over Devin Singletary right now. I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. You know, but devil's devil's advocate. I will, I will argue with it a, a little Very bit. Very deep third round. This right. Time. When you, when you take Dwayne McBride in the third round and you have 20, 30% chance he turns into a fantasy RB two, three, right. Why not spend it on a guy like, I don't know. Jamal Williams, when we know he already is a fantasy RB two three, or sure, Jamal Williams, not Devin Singletary. Well, well, okay, that's a that's a, you'll have to add to a third. Um, Damian Harris, right? Damian Harris on the Cowboys. You want to have you want to have Damian Harris on the Cowboys? Or you want to have a, a lottery ticket on Dwayne McBride? Gotcha. I'm with you there. Damian Harris. Um, Damian Harris on Seattle. Do you want that or do you want a third? Damian Harris on Seattle. Damian Harris in. Well, some, I want some Damian. Good spots left. What's that? There's some good landing spots left. Then he seemed like a natural fit for the Bears. Uh, we didn't get to talk about Khalil Herbert. Oh yeah. Um. Love me some Khalil Herbert. I, uh, I, but I also I mean, think they've done is Travis Homer. But I think they're going to draft him, uh, or like you just said, sign sign like a Damian Harris. So, so point being, point being that right now the uncertainty around Damian Harris. If you can get him for a third, it's probably still in a lot of cases mm-hmm. going to turn out to be a safer bet than Dwayne McBride, Eric Gray, Kenny McIntosh. Right. I mean. All right, you convinced me. Because even as a, even as a backup or secondary back, uh, you know he is a proven NFL talent. Can't stay healthy, but most RBs can't. So, I mean, we're just tossing around ideas. You know, I mean, yeah, it, I it, it all depends on 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 your context. You know, um, 
What the but flock do you do with your Kareem Hunt shares? Or do you go get more? Or, yeah, you know? Yeah. That's a tough one. That's yeah. a real tough one. I expected him to be signed by now. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just asking for too much. Maybe he just doesn't see himself the way the NFL sees him. What's a, what what was a little alarming to me that maybe I should have picked up on as more alarming than it than than it ended up being for me was in it in in you would think in what was very obviously going to be his last year on the Browns, they would have given him more touches because risking wearing him down or injuring him isn't a risk because you're not going to right. They didn't give him the ball. Did he get hurt? Um, I don't think much this year, no. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it just sort of fell flat. Yeah, he was he was considered to be like, you know, you, a startable flex type player coming into the season, priority backup. Didn't turn out that way. And they couldn't they couldn't get a fourth round pick for him. Weird. Yeah, right. So that's all they were asking. 2022, he played. Now, he may have left the game earlier or something like that, but he played a total of 17 games. Okay. But I guess he was thinking the year before. Only ended up with 123 rushing attempts and 35 catches. Hmm. Yeah, definitely not the 1B we thought he'd be. No. Why is that? If you know you're going to get rid of him. Maybe he's not the same after the last injury, whatever it was. Yeah, it wasn't the one in 2021. Wasn't that like a – it was like a yeah. pretty bad, like, shattered ankle or some shit, right? Well, yeah, it was a really – yeah, it was quite a bit. It was a really bad injury. Hmm. Well, maybe he wasn't all the way back. Hmm. Maybe he'll never be all the way back. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the point that I'm saying that, that we're making is pretty much everybody's a spy and everybody's a sell in, in certain contexts. But I think there is also the idea of, for me personally, I'm not saying Jesse's saying this, of like not in a vacuum per se, but agnostic of of context, right? There are certain times where you turn in certain chips for certain other chips because you think the value is going to go up, right? Uh, and and you know those and just you know you got to think about whether or not these are these are the 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 bets to make you know yeah, absolutely if, like i said i had a whole list of these guys last year this year not not so much mm-hmm. but uh all right um, i'm not saying they don't exist i'm just not doing it as much so that anyway. just about does it for us um you know uh case keenum wheels up on i think if, that, if there's one lesson from tonight it's <laughs> case keenum wheels up i thought it was dalton over Minshew. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's land the plane on this sucker. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And do us a, a favor. Time for plugs. Jesse, where can we find you and your work? What are you warming up for tonight? <laughs> Catch me on Sunday nights on Dynasty Warzone Network with my co-hosts, Chad Mendoza and Mike Casper. Uh, we play games, we have a good time, but more than that, we find out values of dynasty players and talk a little strategy and, you know, what we do on dynasty podcasts. So come out, uh, sorry, we record Sunday nights at 10 on YouTube and come out on 
Wednesdays on the Dynasty Wars Network. Man, that was a real low energy plug. I'm sorry. I'll do better next week, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Take two. It, no, really, Dynasty Wars, uh, War Games, is, it's a fun party atmosphere, you know, and uh, it's, a, it's a good watch. It's a good listen. You, 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 really, you really should do it. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at FFJunkie underscore. Um, Goingfor2.com, rankings, articles, been pumping out a lot of prospect profiles. Um, Going to try to finish tonight my blurb on a, on, a, on a sleeper to buy. I might do Paris Campbell now that I think about it. Um, and also from the goingfor2.com family, I do a live podcast on Saturday nights called Saturday Night Five. It's all about dynasty and lists of five. In fact, if you go to my FFJunkie underscore um, Twitter profile, the pinned tweet is a contest where you will win a personalized podcast for your Dynasty League um, if, uh, if you are the chosen one for being the person who designs our new logo for Whoa. next year. So keep that in mind. You can follow this show on Twitter at Dynasty Fever Pod. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening.